Hello and welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. And uh, this is it. <laughs> last last episode of February. Double O February comes to an end with a bang here, I guess. No, it was a pretty big bang. Yeah, it was one of the biggest bangs. <laughs> <laughs> it's In not the, the big movie. bang. No. Yeah. No, but it, yeah, it was. Anyway. How we'll has get this into all been of that. for you, Jake? Like this whole like yeah. diving into James Bond, the world of espionage, and and yeah. diving in at this end of yeah. the the Bond movies. Like I feel like. So I think in a lot of ways this is a good place to go if you haven't ever watched Bond movies because these five kind of tie in with each other, and I. From my understanding, other Bond movies don't necessarily do that. So you do get kind of a beginning of James Bond to an ending, right? And I think that that was good in a lot of ways. Some of the movies I enjoyed more than others, and we'll Mm -hmm. get into this one. Um, But I think at the end of the day, my wife and I were talking about it, and she said, so what do you think? Are you a Bond fan? And I said, you know, they're fine. And I think that's where I'm at with it. Like, I... I get the appeal and I get why people love the bond movies. And I think they're well done and, and everything, but I think at the end of the day, I'm they're fine is where I'm at. So I don't know that I would consider myself a bond fan after this, but I've experienced it and it's cool. They're good movies. So if you jump into some of the old ones where it gets really cheesy, yeah. those are, those are different bonds, but they're so much fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I definitely prefer Bond over Austin Powers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but Dr. Evil is still great. Yeah, Dr. Evil's fantastic. It's just... <laughs> Austin himself is not... I not think, great. you know, you make enough of those movies and you just run out of jokes. And mm-hmm. they did. So... Yeah. They didn't run out of jokes in Cocaine Bear. That was <laughs> funny. <laughs> Tracy and I and Babe, my husband Dave, are going to do a special episode on what to see with Val on Cocaine Bear. We're letting everybody kind of go see it, and then we're going to do a little special ep. So, yeah. I saw I saw a TikTok, and I think I sent it to you both, where there's a guy who's like, so what do you need to know before you see Cocaine Bear? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> He's like, yeah. you don't have to I mean, you should know that it's rated R. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually I would like hope restrained though like it could have been way more it was it was tasteful amazingly it was enough <laughs> yes <laughs> elizabeth so... debanks did a good job at, and i think jeff whipple who is the original director of the megaplex explained this to me i was on a chat with him the other day and he said um elizabeth banks did cocaine bear kind of like you get a Marvel movie where you get something really violent and then you get something really funny. So yes. it kind of takes down that violence a little bit mm-hmm. and you remember mm-hmm. more of the funny. And so then it just begets, it's this enjoyable experience. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 Um, before we get any more into cocaine bear, I do want to take an opportunity real quick to invite you to join our Patreon and become a patron 
or Patreon supporter, whatever they're called. A patron of Patreon. Yeah, the patron, <laughs> the patron of Patreon. Uh, but we have three different le levels. We have Movie Club, which is $3 a month. That gets you access to exclusive episodes that are only available through our Patreon. Uh, we have the producer level. That will get you that same access. Plus, we'll add your name to the end credits of our show. That's $6 a month. Uh, and you'll also be able to join us if we do a live stream for one of our exclusive episodes. You'll be able to join us for that live stream. And then we have executive producer level, which gets you all of the stuff that the producer level gets you. Plus, we will let you pick the movie for a future episode. And that's $12 a month. So please consider joining our Patreon. We appreciate the support. Uh, it would be awesome. So and being able to pick what we're going to watch would be a very, very fun experience. We're I think also if, the they're a, if they're an, an executive producer, maybe they get to sit with us at one of the pre-screenings. We'll Ooh, like, like pull some names like out that. of a hat. Yeah. I like that. I'll just throw that out there because I have to tell you, I sat between um, Jake and Tracy at a movie screening before, and it's been super fun. Yeah. Unless you're if 12 years right old movie. watching Shazam. Okay. Yeah. If you're 12 years old watching Shazam, you're going you're gonna to hate the experience with me. Listen, some some 12 year olds just have a very refined palate when it comes to comedy. <laughs> more more kids, refined kids, than Tracy's, apparently. <laughs> I got to say that. That wasn't funny. Jake, sitting between Val and Babe was such a great experience. <laughs> Hold on, time out. I so sat I between... sat and I had I had a Dave and Tracy. I was like sandwiched in between not them. In between. Sorry, sitting next. Um, I was gonna say, why was Tracy sitting between Val and Dave? I mean, why not? <laughs> That's um, weird. But yeah, when we were at Cocaine Bear, and they laughed the entire time, which made my experience of the movie <laughs> even more fun because I, and we talk about this a lot is that who you go see a movie with can really so like can really help you or hinder what you think about a movie. I mean I've been to movies with people before that it wasn't a great experience with that person, but then I watched it with other people years later and I enjoyed the movie more. Or I go, you go and watch a movie with these two and we're laughing our butts off. And then I go watch it with like a librarian later. And then maybe <laughs> cocaine bear is not, I'm not saying librarians aren't fun, but there's right. that one uh -huh. that's like, just like that wouldn't it's, happen. It's that's not shusher. true. Scientifically. Yeah, that's it's, it's the shusher librarian. Shush. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> But uh, I gotta say, Dave and I like there are scenes where you know what's coming, like right? Like uh -huh. you you know what's going to happen, yeah. but there's kind of like this buildup to it. And Val is closing her <laughs> eyes, but then she's like peeking, and Dick <laughs> is just busting up laughing. And then other other people in the audience are just get, oh my gosh, it was such a fun experience. I think we were the loudest three people though. Definitely. Yeah. Mark Woodring was not having as much fun as we were. He's still I enjoying mean, it's it. That's just Mark. But... He's not an overly excitable person. We love him, but he's just kind of he's just kind of in there. He's like, you know. I'm like, this is like snakes on a plane. Like it tells you right up front what this is. It makes no excuses for it. And he's like, is that a good thing? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you're not questioning it. Go and the thing is, is that the expectation of the movie, because I didn't really have any. Yeah. It was so much fun. If you just go in, it was a lot smarter than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It was a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be. I don't know that we need cocaine shark now. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't think that's necessary. They, I say they, take I think, your win and walk. I think away. if it's the right script, you they know, if they can get the right script cheap. for it, 
they teased cocaine, cocaine they, sheep. Yeah, they did. So, rams, yeah. cocaine rams, rams, sheep, yeah, sheep rams. Sheep, I don't people. know. But um, so, th- yeah. this movie is taking the country by storm, though. Like, people have really laughed. We just need on. to laugh. Yes. And, and I get that. Yeah. And I think that that's totally true. I think you need yeah. a movie like this. Um, and I'm with you guys. It's totally fine that the title tells you everything you need to know yeah. before you go into this movie. I read the title and I said, I don't think that's a Jake movie, but I know yeah. that a lot of people are really going <laughs> yeah. to enjoy it. And I, it's, that's it's fantastic. True. And that's what I said on, on good thing. Jew time. Like it's not for everyone, but if you think at all, you might laugh at one thing, go see it. Like, it's not yeah. like, it's not the kind of movie. Like I, Dave and I will usually try and pick bad movies that we know are going to be so bad. They're good. Right. And this one was actually just good. Yeah. Um, but some there are some types of movies like the Sharknados. I'm not really into it's Sharknado with a budget and a yeah, sport, yeah. I mean like yeah. a way better budget. Um, <laughs> Shark, but... Sharknado is definitely that, that definitely one of those movies. Guy. For me, Sharknado, I will never ever sit down by myself and just watch Sharknado. But Same. going to see Sharknado with Tracy and a bunch of people that came, including Dave, was there, and his commentary throughout was oh. one of my favorite oh, movie-going experiences. Again, the people ever. that you go with yeah. can make the experience. That's why Force Awakens with 250 people that I invited was like the best experience I've ever had at a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I um, you know, now going from really funny death to just really not funny death, we're gonna jump into No Time to Die. <laughs> Because it was a lot of death and, and none of it was movie. funny. None of it yeah. was funny. Uh, it was, this was ta- a hard movie. This is the opposite of Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear told you exactly what the movie is about. This is the opposite of what the movie is about point. because he did have time to die. That is because. a very good point. Spoilers. Uh, he dies. He dies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't think they were going to do it. I'm really glad they did because he said he was done. Mm -hmm. They gave him a hero's ending. The ending of this movie is probably my favorite Bond ending in any movie. I know you could kind of see a lot of this movie coming, but that's because they set it up so well. And what they did in this movie, they basically took what we didn't love Inspector and they, they gave all those moments a reason, a purpose. um, Mm -hmm. And, and it was visually, back to i love what i loved about no time to die it took something from every era of a bond movie everything that you love from every era and it put it in there the 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 car you went back to his old car from the beginning and all Mm -hmm. the switches come up like all of the other bond and he did the switches and then the spit that spin where the car is spinning and then up come the um guns and i'm just like this is this is 1960s bond uh-huh. you know it's not the sexism but it is the the the, the style. you know the style and in the action um you know and then you get the heart that you don't get with those other movies that you get with the new bond movies this was full of he had to choose between himself and the world and i like we keep bringing that up in all of these like you know and he chose he chose his family and so yeah well and and when i saw dark knight rises i was like are they going to do this are they actually going to do this and then they copped out and i was like yeah yeah you know and so many movies yeah. do that's that. funny you said they copped out cuz so, uh, um, 
Ah, I yeah. didn't even think of that. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt that with Ant-Man as well. I'm like, you had the chance to really do something dramatic and shocking and different. And instead you went safe. And this one did, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. I, w- I was surprised as well because it, typically, like you said, Tracy, that, that is what they do with these big franchises is, hey, we're going to tease this. Yeah. But is anybody ever really dead? Uh-huh. Well, sometimes it's okay to let them really be dead. And if he's not really dead, they're going to have to do some really good explaining on how he made it through. Because <laughs> he yeah. didn't. And I uh, love that he had a female 007. That was, well, that and was that was great. my biggest thing because everybody's throwing this little fit about mm-hmm. we don't need a female James Bond. That I don't want so a I don't want a Jane Bond either. But right. 007 no. can be anyone. Mm-hmm. James yeah. Bond is James Bond, but 007 can yes. be anyone. And I love that in this movie he is out of sorts. He's a little wobbly in mm-hmm in his execution in a lot of his places and he's getting outsmarted by these new double O's and the new double O seven. I love her. I, she's a fantastic actress in this movie. She is also in the Wakanda forever movie. Mm -hmm. She's a fantastic, a phenomenal actress. She's in a woman King. Um, So like it's, she has been making some super smart choices in her career. And I just, I love her in this because she fits that like dry comedic mm-hmm. like sarcasm but not snarky because a lot of times when you see women of power in movies they make them snarky yeah instead of just smart and you know just kind of this dry sarcasm um and i liked that because she's likable just like james mm-hmm. bond yeah. and she's smart but she also like understood the situation that was going on and and everyone understands what James Bond brought to that program. And so I liked, like, they really treated him the way they should. They gave him a good ending. Yeah. They gave him yeah, the respect. Well. They gave him the hero's ending. And they they passed the torch in a good way. And it was nice, too, that he wasn't, like, dismissive of her because she was a woman. He was yeah. just upset because he's 007. Yeah. Like, he doesn't care that she's yeah. a double O. It was just, that's my number. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, it like, 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 guys just take it off. like it's just a number. He, like he says that a, it's just a number, but you could tell. Inside, you know. yeah. yeah. It's when we've all left a job that we've loved, and then we've gone back to visit, and then the person that's now in our position, uh-huh. and we're like, "Oh, I'm so happy for you," and you mm-hmm. are, but also inside, you're dying a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you can. I'm be so happy glad everything's sure. going so well for you. <laughs> things look way better than they did when I was there. That's fantastic. Things are running so good now. It's amazing. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Since I got out of the way, you guys really figured this out. Um, oh, I, I like her character a lot too. And I, I, I don't know because they haven't announced anything as far as what they're going to do next with the franchise. And I don't know if it will be continuing on with her, but I'd love to see her if that's not the case. I'd love to see some kind of spinoff or something where we get to see it, her in a standalone. I I read a a piece just recently that said that they have not made any decisions. They've not made any casting. They don't even have a script yet. They're going to take their time. And And honestly, I'd like it if they went back to the one shots. Um, The cool thing about James Bond is if you've read, I mean, their books, right? Right. Yeah. Um, And they're, they're basically like, if you have a favorite mystery 
novel mm -hmm. or a favorite and you it has the same character but every story is a different right. you know place where that person is i'm okay with that like i liked this little jaunt but i think there are so many stories out there and there are so many people that could be in those stories that i'd be okay if they just ended this one right here they ended mm -hmm. it i i'm very satisfied with the ending um yeah. of this section of it because she's already in she has other things coming up yeah. um and i'd like i kind of would just like to see something totally different now I like we've, we've gone down this road and i'd like to see something different I mean, I'm not going to be angry at it either way, but if I had to choose, if Hollywood cared and they were like, hey, Val, what, what do you want? I'd be like, why don't you try something new, Hollywood? Wouldn't right? that be cool? Cocaine Bear is a perfect example. <laughs> All comes right back to Cocaine Bear. But All I, comes I, right back to Cocaine Bear. <laughs> I do want to say, though, I kind of threw something out um, this last week because this next month we start talking about creed mm -hmm. um and when you have a franchise as long as bond and as yeah. long as creed there aren't very many franchises other than those two that have this many movies that have been going on for this long that have been this successful right yeah um and for me as much as i like bond creed is the top for me at the truest movie franchise of all time because when you get into bond it had to totally, it totally switched the way the movies were, the characters were, and the storytelling was by the time we get to the movies we've been talking about since right. the beginning one. And for me, Creed, when we end up with this final Creed movie, and we'll talk about this next month, um, for me, every single one of the Rocky slash Creed movies has stayed true to the original mm -hmm. reason that Rocky was made from the first movie to this last movie. Um, some changes, but like the same idea, the same feel, same, the same story, a, the same story, through storyline. Yeah. Yeah. And, but also it just, it, it's that same feel. If you like Rocky and you've never seen Creed before, but you went into Creed, you, you would feel that same thing that you liked about it. Yeah. Are there, is there different music? Yeah. Is there different faces? Yeah. But that it's same feeling, same. it's the same formula. And when you get into Bond, you have the same basic formula. And then because <laughs> of the formula of the original Bond movies with, because women were a huge part of the formula. If you were a Bond mm -hmm. girl, if you were, mm -hmm. then that was supposed to catapult you as a female actress, but just from your face. We didn't care what you said. It was mm -hmm. your face, your body, your body. And that's how it started because that's the time we were in. And right. I'm, you know, and the storytelling was different. And so obviously that has had to change tremendously between then and now. Um, yeah. But I do think that you do get, you get the, the chase scene. Yeah. You still get a bond girl. Bond girl has changed a little bit, but we get her. And I look forward to the bond girl and our bond girls in the last, in this last movie were great. We had a couple different bond girls that came in and did different things and they were all smart and they could all hold their own and they were all kicking their kicking butt and beautiful like mm -hmm. in their own different ways and i really loved how to see that arc of the bond girl from the beginning to the end yeah and it's interesting because this take on bond this this whole series has been so grounded 
-hmm. know, they don't have a lot of the high tech toys. I mean, he has the watch with the EMP, but it's stuff that still feels like it's believable and could exist in our world. Very physical. You go back to the sixties and some of the seventies and eighties. And it's like, these gadgets are like so over the top, but like a giant satellite is beaming down a laser beam into a, into a, on a shark facing a, yeah. Laser beams on sharks, freaking sharks. But there's like the Pierce Brosnan one where he's driving across the Arctic and they have like a laser from space chasing, chasing the car. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but like I'm in the popcorn house, but that's Real genius. This is a very different version of Bond. Yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah. interested to see where they go next. Do we go back to the silly gimmicky? Do we go over the top? Do we stay grounded? I'm just very curious as to where they go. Yeah. It will be interesting to see. Um, and maybe we just have a higher threshold for what we think technology is out there. Like, cause they do a lot with like nanobots in this one. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. if they're really like the smart blood is an example of that, but also the whole virus uh, Heracles that they're trying to contain is all nanobots because it, it, it targets a specific DNA and things like that. And the fact that we kind of just sit back and think, Oh yeah, there's, a lab somewhere in China or somewhere in Russia that's developing that. Yeah, like, I believe it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I do think there's somebody also uh, walking around a lab with an eyeball somewhere. Like, a bionic yeah. eyeball? Yeah, like they're... Yeah, you know, I mean... You no know Rocket Raccoon wants that eyeball. Yeah, he does. If you saw that eyeball, <laughs> that guy has. I do think it is telling because of the past of James Bond and, and the idea of how women are such a big part of the movies Mm -hmm. um, and the fact that he ends up having a daughter um, as, as his, you know, um, blood sake was, was really cool. Um, uh, And I really love the ending of them driving away in his car, you know, like he's telling the story of James. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's it's just you. It's just such a good ending. Like there, yeah. there are some yeah. movies where you're like, ah, they did so good, but they didn't stick the landing. And no, this no I was so satisfied. Yeah, yeah. I, it's funny because a lot of the comments that we've seen, like on our Facebook page about James Bond, when we announced we were doing Double O February, we had a post that some folks were commenting on, and that Daniel Craig is the worst of the James Bonds. And I know there's going to be an never ending argument about who the best James Bond is and who the worst is. And you're going to find people that will say any of them are the best. Any of them are the worst. And I get that. But a lot of people uh, even commented that they didn't like the way that this ended. And I think to me, I agree. I think it was a satisfying ending. I think the only time that it, the only reason why it may not feel satisfying is because you want James Bond to live forever. So the idea of him ever dying in a story, um, you may not like that idea just because you want yeah. that to continue on and to go on. Yeah. And I get that, but I and also it can, feel like just not with this I, James Bond. I, yeah, and, I agree, <laughs> and I agree and it can. And, but I also think if you take those stakes completely off the table, then it doesn't feel like the stakes aren't high enough, right? Yeah. If you know James Bond is never going to die, then right. it doesn't matter how much you ramp up a villain or how much you ramp up a storyline. You're yeah. always going to know he's going to be back in another movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, it was it was um, 
giving Daniel Craig his mm -hmm. hero's goodbye. For yeah. me, it was yeah. not an ending to James Bond. It was an ending to Daniel Craig as James Bond. Absolutely. Because this is Hollywood. They're not going to not make another James Bond movie. Oh, that would sure. be the stupidest thing in the world right. if they right. didn't make another one. Um, so, like, they I will. get that. It's, it's just the same as... You know our our Batman, you know, argument mm -hmm. like who is our Batman? Who's your favorite Joker? Who's your favorite Superman? Spider -Man. Who's your sp favorite Spider-Man? Like all these things. The cool thing is, is that there's gonna always be the ones that you remember and that you love, and then there's gonna be more. There's something out there for all mm -hmm. of us. And for me, I don't necessarily dislike any of the people who have played James Bond. I think they've all played it in such a unique in way. Ways. Yeah. But but as far as what hits for me is that I do like the darkness of the Daniel Craig James Bond and the realness of him more than I like the cheesiness of the other ones because that's not the world I grew up in. But my dad, I mean, if you tell my dad that Roger Moore is on or Sean Connery is on, he will watch those and he loves all of them. Like he, mm -hmm. he, he watches these as well every time. I mean, we went to the marathon when they had it at the Megaplex and we yeah. watched, you know, um, all the Daniel Craig ones in the theater and then No Time to Die. And but he likes all the originals as well. And I think it's the same thing as, is like, which one fits with you? And for me, Daniel Craig fits a little bit more than the others because I like things a little bit more dirty and messy and dark. Mm -hmm. That's just how it is, you know, but the other ones are fun and they got, if we didn't have those, we wouldn't have these, you know? Right, right. So, like, I get how people, that's what's so great about movies. And, Jake, you said this in a post a couple of days ago, because it's our four-year anniversary, is that movies get you through things. Yeah. Movies, yeah. we latch movies onto a memory, onto a feeling. And I can tell you the first war movies that I watched in my grandpa's basement in Denver, Colorado, I can tell you what the couches looked like. I can mm -hmm. tell you because I would sit and watch, you know, World War II movies with my grandpa. What's my favorite genre of movie? War movies and action movies. Why? Probably because of that. That's, sure. you know, and I love Bond movies because my dad and I love jazz music because my dad and I love, mm -hmm. you know, I can't tell you why I love Rocky. I just do. <laughs> um, I mean, I can, but um, we'll talk about that another but that's that's why we connect to all of these these things yeah. and yeah. that's why not everybody needs to like everything yeah. um and i you know i get why people don't love daniel craig as james bond because he isn't shiny right and he isn't debonair I don't necessarily think I in the way think that we he is, but in a different he's way. A, he's new school yeah. debonair. Yeah. He's not old school mm -hmm. debonair. Yeah. Um, and, and he talks about like, he doesn't want to talk about his feelings, but we talk, we talk and see his feelings throughout <laughs> every movie where in the other ones, it wasn't about feelings at all. Yeah. Unless passion, yeah. you know, yeah. that's it. It was about yeah. fighting passion, getting the bad guy, which is totally cool as well. It, because you don't have to think about anything else, but yeah. Well, yeah, no, I grew up, no, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Tracy. I was just going to say, I grew up with the, my mom loved Sean Connery. So I grew up on a lot of the Connery films. And then when I was going into, you know, being a teenager, it was the, the Roger Moore era. And, uh, and so those held a special place in my heart. And it's funny because 
you go back and you watch some of those and some of the dialogue is so stinking suggestive. <laughs> it's like uh, flew yeah. over my head as a kid. Now yeah. I'm watching I'm like, wow, that was really, really sexist or really, really awful. And, you know, but that's just how it, how it was. And it, it's hard at times because you do want to, you want to view movies through your current lenses, but you also have to remember that this is a product of its time. Yeah, and exactly. So a, yeah. yeah. I mean, the that. Pierce Brosnan was when I was in high school, but he was also in the Thomas Crown Affair yeah. around that same time. And I love the Thomas Crown Affair. Oh, um, and, but he was the it man at mm -hmm. the time. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so I think also like putting this movie when when we first got daniel craig he wasn't an it man from anywhere no he came like, out he wasn't usually they picked whoever like was the leading man of mm -hmm. the time and they british and then they put him in that role and it just it was a, is a different time in hollywood now mm -hmm. you know so yeah um i know in in the first when we talked about the first movie tracy you commented that that daniel craig's james bond is kind of a hammer Right. He just kind mm -hmm. of get going. And what's interesting is now having watched all five of his movies, he gets more refined, but he's still a hammer. I mean, in this one, that is it. It's like, I'm just going to get the job done. And it might be the messiest way to get the job done. But I'm going to get, get it done. And I think typically when we think of spies and espionage, they're much more of a scalpel instead of a hammer, but not, mm -hmm. not James He's Bond. very I, much the Tony Stark of uh, <laughs> of Double O's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when when he's he has to open those doors the first time, and yeah. he's like, "Okay, this is going to be a really complicated process, and you've got to follow everything in sequence." And what does he do? Like a hammer, like the James Bond, he just switches all the switches, pulls the lever. He's like, "I think I got it figured out." Thanks. And it's, and that is kind of just how he does things. Uh -huh. And he still, and he never really loses that throughout the series. He never gets to the point where he's like, okay, that's when I was younger and new and I figured it out now. It's still just like, no, I just have a job to do and I've just got to wow. get it done. Well, and, and whatever the consequences are, doesn't matter. <laughs> just got to get the job done. And, and the through line for, for me with this Daniel, with Daniel Craig is bond is you really feel everything this bond goes through mm -hmm. whether it's an emotional hit or a physical hit like he sells it and you believe it and it's like mm -hmm. every time he falls every time he gets punched every time he gets shot and you're like oh you know like you you like <laughs> grimace with it because you're like oh dang because he's just so good at selling that but i really like the fact that it happens with the emotional hits too and a lot of it's in his eyes like he's not mm -hmm. giving a physical reaction to being upset but you can see it in his eyes and I love yeah. that. I think that's so cool. Yeah. He's got that face that I love that I don't think you get with the other bonds um, that, you know, there's a story behind those eyes, you know, there's a story behind that face. Um, and that's what I like. Like I, I'm a person that likes old Brad Pitt and not young baby face Brad Pitt. Mm -hmm. Cause that face, there's, and there's a story. I, there's, yeah. there's, there's something behind there, you know? And uh yeah. And I, I really like that about him. And I also, I know this is a conflict um, with a lot of fans and we probably won't agree with it, but I think that Remy Malik was a good villain here because you're, you're, you're hitting emotions with emotions. And for his last story, 
the this bond in in this five movie run everything bad that he has had to fight has because of something he has done yeah he is paying mm -hmm. for his like in other bond movies they're just bad guys and you're going right. after them but most right. of the bad guys in these movies are tied to something that he did he can't run from his past that's no there is no time there is no time long enough that you can get away from your past and i love how they do that because remy mm -hmm. malik's character that villain is tied to something he did and now he's got a he's got to pay, pay the he's, consequences of the job that he chose to do. Um, you know, I, I liked Remy Malik's villain a lot. <clears throat> I wish we had more time with him. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I, I feel like they finally, I mean, uh, Blofeld was, had potential uh -huh. and the actor had, I mean, the actor's incredibly talented, right. but, but we just never got there with him. And Malik, I feel like he comes in and he just eats up the scenery as he goes. Like he just mm -hmm. in the right just steals way. Every scene that he's yeah. And mm -hmm. and it's yeah. just amazing. Um, and he's so he's got the arrogance and the piousness that this kind of villain needs to have. Well, yeah, and he then is the opposite of or he sees himself the same as Bond. He's like right. we're, they're, we're mirror images of each other and they kind of are right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right right down to loving the same woman yeah and if, if you want like what a really unhealthy obsession with another individual would be like he is a great example mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. that i mean just awful and and he's just like everything he does you're like th just this potential that it could be something awful for someone else and the way that his story ends is just sudden and just over. I mean, just, and I, and I, I want to say that. like looking at his character in this movie and then I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to go back to quantum mania mm -hmm. and, and Jonathan majors. I'm sorry. I you're going to go back to it. I feel well. like their characters are very similar in that there's this wow. past that we're trying to figure out and mm -hmm. that they're trying to keep everything calm and they're in there and they're maniacal and there are things that are causing them to do these bad things. But the writing for Remy Malek um, and the way that he portrays his quiet demons mm -hmm. um, was way better than we got with Kang. Mm -hmm. And I know there's more coming, but I, there, I shouldn't have to like in this movie. Yeah, Wait. we wanted we wanted more of him. It's but it's because it was so good. In the other movie, we wanted yeah. more of Kang because we weren't there because we, yeah. didn't, well, we didn't understand. Yeah, and and really their their process was very similar too. I mean, mm -hmm. right down to taking the main character's daughter hostage, uh -huh. and yep. you know, Kang does it in Quantum Mania, and I mean, really, I don't know that we need. I, I'm not saying anybody should take a lot of time to sit down and compare these two movies side by side, but, <laughs> but we've seen both of them. essay double space. But, but this but, is this this like, is how easy it is, and yeah, you know what I like how it was done I right. Think, right. I think for me, what what makes it work more? Number one, Remy Malik is is he just does a great job with this character, and I think it just ties in better with the story. But the daughter Mathilda is much much younger and helpless cassie's mm -hmm. got a super suit and she can yes. shrink and she can jump punch and all this other stuff like the level of 
I'm telling you, if you want to make a movie really intense for Jake, you want to crank that that intensity up for me to the point where I'm just like, I've got to see how the movie ends to make sure everybody's okay. Mm -hmm. Take a kid, put the kid in danger. Like, and then that's it. I'm, I'm yeah. like, I've got to, I, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And the minute he does, he, and he separates her from her mom. I'm, uh -huh. I wanted him to get a bullet in the head at that point. <laughs> but there was points in the movie where I understood what he was doing. Uh-huh. Oh, you know sure. what I mean? Just like when you go back to Javier Bardem. And he mm -hmm. takes out his mouthpiece and his face goes in and he explains, mm -hmm. so you gave me this pill and I took it and it yes, ruined my, this is what happens, you know, and it's, it's kind of that going back to the Avengers or, you know, Superman, Batman versus Superman is that like what happens after everything mm -hmm. is done? Yeah. Nobody goes back to, okay, what after all the destruction, what happens if, that cyanide pill doesn't <laughs> work. And now you've got an agent that you just left behind. And I understand that's the job that you decided to take, but mm -hmm. what happens when that, that fallout, that person goes and kills the wrong people or the family of someone. And now you've got the straggler out there, this kid yeah. that's going to come back. And that's always how it happens. You leave mm -hmm. that kid and that kid's going to come back and kill you. It happens in every movie that you leave a kid usually. Um, and, and, but I do think that Remy Malik sold it, but what audience and critics didn't love about it, because I finally read some stuff like maybe six months after the movie came back. Cause I just try mm -hmm. not to go there. I try and be fine with my thoughts of the movie. Um, but they didn't love that it wasn't this big ostentatious mm. villain. They wanted the maniacal laugh. They wanted yeah. this Christoph Waltz, you know. And you kind of get that with the mask. Like it kind of sets yeah. that expectation almost. But he's like this small guy. But let's yeah. look back in history. Let's look, look back at Napoleon. Let's look back at like, you know, Hitler wasn't a small, wasn't a tall guy. No. He's kind of a small guy. Like I don't want to, but what I'm saying is <laughs> for me, villains having those quiet villains that you would look at and not think they're the villain is scarier to me yeah. than the guy you think is the villain and ends up being a big teddy bear or just the, the person in front of the villain, right? The cloak and dagger guy. So who's yeah. your favorite villain out of the, out of the series? It's hard because there are so many, Parts where Javier Bardem just nails it. Mm -hmm. But I love, for me, I would have to say No Time to Die is my favorite movie because I think that it all plays just like a symphony together mm -hmm. with how they connect all of these dots. Um, it's kind of like how Endgame comes in and connects all the dots. Yeah. And everything makes sense and it just moves together and then it ends and you're heartbroken, but you're satisfied. Well, and we were talking about last week about how they set up all these kind of like loose ends. There's all these little mm -hmm. pieces that it's like they introduced. Mm -hmm. and now they've got to go in and, yeah. and tie those together. So, yeah. Yeah. For me, it's, you know, like, and maybe that's why I like it so much and why I like, you know, uh, Tony Stark, Iron Man, is that he causes his own problems. And usually the demons that he has to fight against are the demons he creates himself. And when he finally goes head to head, he loses. 
Um, but the people that he loves the most wins. Maybe I'm just a sucker for that story. And that's why I like this story so much because it's the same. So Jake, do you have a personal villain? Uh, I, I don't know. I, this one was good. And I think Remy Malik does a great job. Um, but I, I think Skyfall was better for me. And I think that, mm -hmm. that, uh, the villain in Skyfall was probably my favorite in the series yeah, just because he was, he, he, to me, he was the most head to head, um, with, with James Bond. And I loved the look, it, you're looking in a mirror and this is who you could become if mm -hmm. you start going, you know, if the circumstances put you on this path, this is who you would be. Uh, and I just feel like they really mirror each other really well. So I, I really liked his villain a lot in Skyfall. Yeah, I'd go with him and Le Chief. Um, that whole scene with the chair is just Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I'd say I'd say uh Remy's probably in the middle here. And then unfortunately Kristoff to me is is the is the least effective villain. Great actor, great yeah. potential, but yeah. that well, just didn't work for me. Least effective, because we've left out Quantum of Solace. And that had to be the worst villain in the series. Yeah, that's probably true. I, yeah. I think. I don't know. I'm not <laughs> trying to tell you what to think, Tracy. I'm not no, trying it's to probably, Yeah, you. you're right. No, you're right, Dad. Yeah, I no. did like the opening of this, and I did like that they picked Billie Eilish and her brother to do this. I think that song really fit, and they did a good job at grabbing um, another audience because, I mean, my daughter huge Billie Eilish fan when we went to her concert, me and Dave and Sammy last year, last year, the report, I don't know time when she That's was weird. in Salt Lake city, she <laughs> sang it and she had this awesome stage and it just, even hearing it live, like you felt, you felt what that song was for this movie. Um, and so I thought it was, that song was a, a good fit for sure. Yeah. I liked, I liked the opening song. Yeah, this is well. better than the last couple. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. I agree with that as well. Still think we should have got a foo, a foo, oh, a foo well, song for the I opener. <laughs> all right with that. I still think I, the foo someday, but you think they should do what? The Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. We should have a big rock and foo Super Bowl. The foo Super Bowl yeah. would be great. Pink would be great. Pink needs to yeah. get one of those. I don't think she'll do it because, and I don't, a lot of people will not do the yep. Super Bowl because you do yep. have to yep. lip sync. Yep. yep. Like you can record it on the field right. and then replay it, but they, they want you to record it. So yep. thanks, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, man, I totally, I mean, I didn't forget, forget about it, but I, anyway, um, Somebody commented on Rihanna lip syncing at the Super Bowl and that it was awful that she was lip syncing. And it was, I think it was like maybe even been like Howard Stern commenting on it or something. A like lot that. of people commented. Mm. My and comment thought, back they is do that every Super Bowl. Every like, and the only people that are good at lip syncing are the people that do it more. That's and she doesn't. So that's, that's what my right. comment was to everyone that commented on my post about how much I loved it. But the thing is, is I know who Rihanna is. She right. stayed true to herself. Yeah. Um, she was also pregnant. So she had a huge dancer. I loved her Super Mario Brothers stage setup. Like, <laughs> um, but for me, if you didn't, if you wanted more, 
you know, maybe Rihanna is just not for you and that's okay. We can't make everybody happy. But the only good people, the only people that are good at lip syncing is the people that do it often. And she doesn't. Yeah. So, uh, sorry. (laughs) I, I, I just, the, the Super Bowl blanket was kind of throwing me there, Jake. (laughs) This is a lot of blanket every game I'm watching with this blanket now. Uh, Next year, I think the Super Bowl is in Vegas, so I'm hoping that means Donnie mm. Osmond is going to do the halftime because <laughs> he's got a residency there in Vegas. There's yes. should they just pull everyone that has a residency and everybody yeah. gets to do a song? Yeah, so It'll we'll be get the a little mega halftime show. It'll be great. A little bit from everybody. Yeah. Val's not sold. We're gonna have to sell. I feel like I said something that was confusing, Val. I'm sorry. No, you know what we need to have, though? They need to open it with the flying Elvises coming in, like dropping oh, in. Oh, yes. <laughs> if they don't have the flying Elvises drop in, I'm going to be mad. The Dome Stadium, but still, we could get shots. But, it, but, it, but yeah. it, I think it's a transparent dome. So we would see them coming down and then, like, hitting. And then that, like, <laughs> and they're sliding down. <laughs> That'd be a great James Bond moment. Bond jumping out there the playing flying Elvises. It would be Utah chapter. <laughs> Before we get to the grades uh, for this movie, we do want to remind you to please go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel if you have not yet done so. Uh, and then like this video and comment below with who your favorite Bond villain is, whether from these five films or any Bond film. We'd love to hear who it is. And if you um, enter to win um, our Creed tickets, we're excited to see you tomorrow night. We will be hosting Creed 3 at the Megaplex. Um, yes. And then stay tuned to our Facebook and Instagram and Patreon because we will have more movie passes to give away. We have a lot, a movies. lot of movies coming up. Movies. Um, and so we're excited about that. Yeah, we got Shazam. Um, Guardians 3 is coming. There's a lot. Yep. John Wick 72. (laughs) I'm hoping we'll have tickets to give away for Shazam so that everyone can experience a Shazam movie with Tracy laughing. And you, you, dear listener or viewer, could decide if it is funny or not when Tracy (laughs) laughs. I personally feel like it was appropriate time to laugh. I don't know what the kid's problem was. I don't know what that kid's problem was. It was a perfectly funny moment. Zachary he Levi probably sends his food back at restaurants. I think so. He's, yeah, oh, he's, okay. excuse me, this Happy Meal is not up to my personal palate taste. These chicken nuggets are old and stale. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm going to give this one a B. I don't remember where I landed on all of the other ones, but this one was, it was good. I loved Remy Malik. There were some parts in the middle that were a little bit slow for me, um, but overall it was still a, a fun movie. Uh, I guess not so fun. I mean, he dies in the end. But other than that, it was fun. It was satisfying. Yeah, it was satisfying. That's right. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go B plus on this one. I liked it a lot. I still think uh, Spectre is the best of the series. Um, Skyfall is the one you Skyfall, think is the best. Skyfall, excuse me, not Spectre. Sorry. I, about, I was like, wait, Skyfall. what? Sorry, I, I got up at 3 a.m. this morning. so I was almost going to throw <laughs> this, this octopus <laughs> at your face. <laughs> Cocaine octopus. <laughs> that's octopus uh, right there yeah i wasn't gonna say it um 
uh, <laughs> um, I, this is an A for me. You, I think you guys yeah. all know I brought it up every single freaking episode. Um, for me, the music is great. The editing is great. The cinematography is great. The way that they pull everything together at and the end, okay. the way that he has to fight his past and he loses is real life. Um, but he keeps his child and his love of his life alive. Um, people celebrate him and he gets that freaking awesome shot on the top of the building. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So it's an mm -hmm. A for me. Yeah. Those missiles exploding and yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. With yeah, that, with that, we bring double O February to an end to a close. Um, we thank you so much for your support. Uh, please come back next month in March. We will begin by talking about Creed. Any rumors that you've heard that we are doing March night Shyamalan, it's not true. <laughs> Never started that even rumor. If we, even if we started those rumors, I can tell you they are not true. Um, but please come back. We're going to have Creed, and there are a lot of movies coming out. Make sure you join our Patreon so that you don't miss any of the exclusive episodes that are covering the newer movies that are coming out in theaters right now. Uh, and until next time, we won't see you at the movies unless we do Tuesday night. And then say hi. That's right. Boy. This has been an Age of Geek media production.